so I know we talked about them last episode, but I think we have to double down and start this episode off by talking about the Dallas Mavericks and how much of an utter failure they've been since the trade deadline. It's a victory lap. It's a victory lap. I told y'all from the moment the trade went down that they were going to get worse. And everybody was was like, they have Luka and Kyrie. How are they going to get worse? Exactly what I said. The defense is no good. Jason Kidd is a fraud and has been (laughs) exposed. And now the Mavericks are sitting outside of the play-in wondering, like, listen, vibes are terrible. They might not make the the play-in with Luka and Kyrie. The play-in? Listen, (laughs) it's dangerous out here. It's dangerous. Can someone please tell me what's their record with Kyrie and Luka so far? I don't know, but it's not good. It's yeah, four and eight. Can, uh, yeah, and in the last five games, they had lost four in a row. But then luckily yesterday, they beat the Pacers, who were purposely trying to lose and rolling out some of the worst lineups <laughs> we'll ever see. Rick Carlisle yeah. donated his old team a win, if, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But before that, four straight losses. They're now at the 11th seed at 37 and 39 for the season. Mm. They lost two straight games to the Charlotte Hornets, who didn't have LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, or Kelly Oubre. Mm. Yeah, no. Nah. Bro. They got pieced up by PJ Washington. He was looking like Joel Embiid. We need to put PJ. Wa- <laughs> we need to put PJ Washington versus the Mavs in the MVP conversation. This is disgusting. This is disgusting commentary for that Listen. man. And then to have the vibes as low as they are, Luca. Luca's coming to the press conference afterwards. He's saying he's not smiling. Things aren't fun. And look, I'm, he's dealing with some with some personal stuff, some stuff yeah. off the court. But it's just it's just not a good situation out yeah. there in <laughs> Dallas. Clearly, his personal life is having some issues going on. We won't talk about, but. His work life isn't helping, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh we're doubling goodness, down bro. on paying for Luka Doncic. Literally. And then you got Kyrie to the side. You people, during Kyrie is one of the worst NBA players to ask any questions to when your team is going through any type of disarray, bro. Yeah. The worst. He's go, He's doing nothing but bringing the team chemistry yeah. down. Sure, he we'll talk about just, that, though. Bro, we'll talk, absolutely. People have talk been about a it. little unfair to Kyrie Irving in this whole debacle because you know, it's easy to blame it on him with his past of actually taking teams. I don't think this is a Kyrie Irving issue per se. We'll get no, into that. No, definitely not. But you're right. When it comes to media ongoings and dealing with people asking questions about his team struggles, he's the last. That's not the guy you want to ask, bro. That's not the guy. Yeah, zero patience. <laughs> yeah, we'll get. Let's get into specifics of why they suck. Before that, if you guys are watching on YouTube, do us a favor: drop a like and subscribe. Go to the go to the link in the can't even talk. Go to the link in the description. Join our Discord. Follow us all on Twitter. If you're listening on audio platforms, rate us five stars. Download every episode for us so we see those numbers go up. And yeah, let's talk about these maps. Let's do it. Donovan, do it. You, you you told us already. You took your little victory lab. You called yeah, it. I did. Tell us from the jump why you thought they'd be worse. I thought that... Listen, I so I thought that Kyrie would help the offense. Um, I don't think that like the idea of them having two stars and two ball-dominant stars was going to hurt. We've seen Kyrie play off ball plenty yeah, of times sure. in his career. I didn't think that was going to be an issue. My big thing was you are asking for a very dominant offensive team who traded away their their best wing defender to now pick up the pieces and gel in a very, very short amount of time and to become a solid defense. And I didn't think that that was going to be able to happen considering that they were already a very poor defense. And the way for for a team – to kind of be successful around Luka Doncic is you're going to have to have defenders and shooters, right? It's it's kind of like the the LeBron model that we saw for the last 10 years is let him handle and direct everything. Let him cook. Exactly. Let <laughs> let Luka let Luka cook, have some guys who can knock down shots and kind of hide him on defense. When Luka and Kyrie 
are in your backcourt for a majority of the game, it's very hard to hide two people on defense. And then it's very hard to hide three people on defense whenever you put Christian Wood into that into that equation. Tim Hardaway isn't a lockdown defender either. So Exactly. So now you're trying to hide four guys. That's impossible. It's Bro, impossible. Yeah. And that just they're, means that you're going to have a bad defense. They're backing a lot of – like they're dangling their only hopes of being an okay defensive team on Maxi Kleber. Who hasn't been should have known from the jump that they were done, and he hasn't even <laughs> been all that great, like whatsoever. Yeah, I just yeah. had faith in Kyrie and Luca because, like, I just didn't assume, I didn't see an impossible world that they could get worse as a team. But that world is here, and we're all living in it. And Mavericks <laughs> fans are all in the most tumultuous state of mind now. They're calling for the coach's head. Everybody's talking <laughs> about, or Christian Wood is liking cryptic tweets as usual and shit like that. Defenses in shambles, as we all know. Josh Green has been a young player consistently up and down and shit like that. And if anyone, if there was any. There needs to be a book put out there by the Dallas Mavericks and Mark Cuban <laughs> on how to lose a franchise player one-on-one for dummies. This is bro, the perfect example, There is bro. a book about this. It's Dan Gilbert's Cleveland Cavaliers and what they did with LeBron James. He's following <laughs> that man, motherfucker. He's doing the exact same thing. This uh, man 100%. read it word for word, bro, and he's doing a magnificent job, dude. Magnificent. Yeah, he didn't even change any words. He just copied the paper straight up. <laughs> exactly, Listen, let's, bro. So. It's interesting because... I was a little higher than Donovan was. I wasn't thinking they're going to be like contenders like some people were, but I was like, yeah. they'll be a little better, right? Like they got a star ball handler who is an incredible offensive player. How could they not get better? I, people like Donovan and everybody else was saying that, you know, they lost Dorian Finney-Smith. They're already on a good d- defensive team. That's not going to bode well for them. I was on the side of, listen, it's Dorian Finney-Smith, not Kawhi Leonard. Like their defense will survive without him. Like he's a really good defender, but he's not going to be And their defense wasn't even all that great when he yeah. was there still. And he was hurt for most of the year and they stayed afloat. It's like the four or five seed. But I think looking back, it one we still have to get a little more time, right? Because there's been some positive elements of Kyrie and Luca together, but they need more time to gel and be able to take advantage of all the matchup opportunities they bring. But even outside of getting the benefit of the doubt, when you think about it, from the team last year that was in the Western Conference Finals, they got rid of their second best player, third best player, <laughs> and fourth best player in exchange for Kyrie Irving, who is a star that needs a lot of time to gel. Like that was never going to be a winning recipe for immediate success. That's so tough. Yeah, that, that's that's so tough. Like you guys said, this is just how to lose a franchise player one on one, and <laughs> and like for them to go all in on Kyrie and go in all all on the star when clearly like the issue last year was you just don't have enough guys around Luca, and they would have been better. They would have been better off keeping Jalen Brunson and keeping Dorian Finney-Smith and yep. being able to and have Spencer Dinwiddie. Too. Yeah, and being able to have a little bit of depth around Luca. To where now he doesn't have to feel like he has to have forty and ten every night, and I know that Kyrie yeah. take I know that Kyrie takes a lot of that pressure off, right? Because now because Kyrie can score thirty and he's been great, right? And again, and I I know I think we all think this like this hasn't been Kyrie's fault at all. No, not whatsoever. Right? Not everybody thinks that though, so we should talk about that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> listen. Kyrie Kyrie has been doing. Kyrie thinks. I feel like at the start of Kyrie's tenures with a lot of his teams, he comes out firing. And when he's been on the court over the last two years, he's been fantastic. Like he's finished with 50, 40, 90 splits several times. Yeah. And, you know, with high, high points per game. So I think if you're asking for him to kind of replace that role that Jalen Brunson is, he's a supersized Jalen Brunson. And he can, he can carry an offense to a level 
that only a few people can do, and especially playing off off the ball with Luca, that elevates your offense. And we've seen that. The problem is, and we just can't stress this enough, they're twenty second in defense since since yeah. the since the All Star break. Like that's just tough. It's, it's hard to it's hard to stay afloat like that. Let's get more specific than just defense though, because they're twenty second in defense. They're uh, what's this twenty seventh in rim defense because <laughs> they are the smallest fucking team in the world. Mm-hmm. This team has zero size. One, like you said, having Luca, you have to hide him on defense. Kyrie, I wouldn't say you have to hide him. He's a decent defender, but he's not elevating anybody. Like at best, he's fine, right? Mm-hmm. But he's not making up for Luca in any way. You put Tim Hardaway Jr. out there, Josh Green out there, they're okay, but they're six five. Like they're not big people. Christian Wood, yeah. not a big guy for a center. Maxi Kleba's been hurt and coming back hasn't been the same. Dwight Powell was a fine backup center. You're having him start. There's but just he's Dwight Powell. Just yeah. blow by after blow <laughs> yeah. by after blow Zero by. Zero size. Yeah, and then they they finally started playing. I saw Javale McGee get a lot of burn yesterday, but throughout this entire season he's been absent on the bench because supposedly he's been asked. I can answer. That he has question. been asked. Yeah, correct. He's been terrible or not, but God. he hasn't been good. I'll tell you that. And like the, the intriguing part is, so the idea of them right is having these two ball handlers that can mm-hmm. do sort of a not. It's not gonna be the same, obviously, because it's different, but. Similar to the LeBron and Kyrie pairing, where you have the big ball handler who can be the lead playmaker and then defer to the same secondary guard who can be the go-to scorer. In theory, they could do the same thing. You but, know what I see in my mind? I feel like an even better comparison would be like what the Rockets try to create with Chris Paul and James Harden and just having yeah. all those straight-up defensive-minded players. They did. They got the superstars right. Kyrie and CP3, completely different players, but you know what I mean. Elite, yeah. Yeah. elite ball handlers and guards. But they have... <laughs> They have no support system around those guys who help those guys direct weaknesses. I think it's also a testament to how brilliant Harden and Chris Paul were on that team. The fact that we've seen the Mavs try it, the fucking Hawks tried it with Ajante Murray and Trey Young, which is always going to be doomed in my opinion. The fact that teams try to replicate that and can't do it shows you how just brilliant of basketball minds Harden and Chris Paul are. Because that shit only worked because... Chris Paul, while being one of the best passers in the world, is an incredible off-ball player, fantastic catch and, fantastic catch and shoot, three-point shooter. James Harden, high IQ, obviously isn't a good off-ball player, but can be the lead guy while Chris Paul plays off him. Mm-hmm. When you look over at these teams, Luka's not doing anything off-ball. We said they could be like LeBron and Kyrie. What that involves is Luka setting screens for Kyrie like LeBron did for Kyrie. Yeah. That was kind of like the bread and butter of those Cavs teams. They're not running any pick-and-rolls with these two guys so far in the Mavs. Uh, I think uh, I was listening to Zach Lowe. He brought it up. I think they ran 37 screens so far involving those two guys since they have been playing together for the last 16 games, which all, okay. Luka didn't even play in all of them. Yeah. 13 of them involve Luka setting a screen for Kyrie, and 24 is the inverse of Kyrie setting a screen for Luka. When they yeah, do Luka's do it, 1.5 points for possession and 1.6. That's incredible numbers. Average is like one. So when they do yeah. it, it's amazing. They just don't do it because that's not how Luka plays. Yeah, exactly. And. Bro, the timing is just so tough of all of this. The Mavs put themselves in the most disastrous position ever because guess what? <laughs> if their pick if their pick lands within top ten, it's not theirs. Nope. And right now it's looking like with the trend that they're going in right now, their ten, their pick is going to be top ten, and it belongs to none of its New York Knicks. So at that point, the Knicks—I <laughs> mean, the Mavs are really cooked. And they owe a twenty twenty nine pick from trading for Kyrie. Yeah. There's no way it's gonna be a top ten pick. I'd be fucking nuts. There's no way they keep backsliding. I doubt it. I mean, listen, listen, the way that they're losing, right? They're, a lot of you ping lost pong to the balls. Mass twice. Exactly. Uh, the way that they're losing, they their ping pong balls can drop and drop and drop. I think. Yeah. 
listen, they have, they have, they have one of the bleakest outlooks in my, in my opinion, just because they have to give Kyrie Irving a max contract. Oh yeah. Right. Like that, that offer has to be on the table. You don't know what Luka Doncic is thinking. You don't have a hundred percent like grasp about the assets that you have. The best assets that you have to trade are Josh Green and Hardy to package Shadow with, Hardy. Yeah, to, to package with those with those picks. But is that like really moving anybody to get no. any, any, to, to get anything of, of worth? Bro. Like bro, no. we saw we saw teams turn down four first round picks for for OG Ananobi for Mikael Bridges. Like people the prices the price has gone up. Yesterday's price <laughs> is not today's price. Nope. And so Josh Green and Jaden Hardy aren't going to be enough to get them the depth or a third star that they need. So it's really, really tough out there. Yeah, and Dallas doesn't even have a history of, like, attracting free agents like that whatsoever. Which is so weird. It's Let's so talk weird. about this. Bro, you're right. They don't. But, man, they fucking want to. Yeah. You look at the Mavericks right now. Their biggest problem, they are obsessed with clout and want to be the Lakers so bad. <laughs> Every decision they make is based on chasing the biggest name. They hired a former Nike exec to run their team. Bro. Shout out to him. I love some Nike shoes. What the fuck does he know about running a basketball team? Let's go. Bro, a couple of years ago, their, their, their top dog, their big honcho back in the summer of 2018 when they got Luke, I believe, their biggest free agent was DeAndre Jordan. And they didn't get him. Oh, they did later, but you know, yeah, they they're did constantly get him, chasing like, this. Bro, DeAndre? <laughs> he's on your drawing board you know you know who their coach is they lost Rick Carlisle the best coach in Mavericks history and they go get a former Hall of Fame point guard who last time he coached he was horrible and guess what he's still horrible yeah and <laughs> on top of all this they're putting the balance and the future of their entire franchise on one of the most pre- unpredictable superstars that the NBA has seen in Kyrie Irving and you know that's why that's very you know why they did why? it because he's mad popular <laughs> that's, that's it they want to be clouded so bad God, i mean listen man. if you think it, it just it really doesn't make sense why they haven't been able to get the superstar right like mark cuban has shown that he's willing to spend money the mavericks are, are in texas and financially it makes a lot of sense there's no state income tax so your dollars go further there than they would in like los angeles new york or, or a place like that Dallas is a cool city, right? NBA players they like to to be at the nightclubs over there. Yeah, I especially Zion. I don't. <laughs> apparently, I don't. I don't understand why for decades they haven't been able to get the guy. And it's like, I I kind of understand why you had to trade for Kyrie because if nobody's going to come there, then you're just like we just have to give up the assets to get somebody in the building, and then maybe we can like have them. You want to know why they haven't got him? Because they're constantly trying to get them and not building the right way, which isn't to say they're not building the right way, so but they're, they're not thirsty. focusing on they're, that. They're just overly thirsty. Yeah, they're thirsty as shit. Yeah. What, what, the reason a team like the Nets, who they're in New York, but they were the Nets, they were the little brother team, the reason they got a KD and a Kyrie at one time is because they built the right way, accumulated a bunch of assets, did shit the right way, and then that's going to naturally bring a star because it's They were appealing. attractive. They're, yeah, they're the only, one of the most attractive and then threw it all away. ever. And then threw it all away. Neither here nor there. But the point is, <laughs> unless you're the Lakers, literally just the Lakers, you're not going to get star players just for simply being in a city. You have to also do the other half of it and build the right way. Yeah. And they've yeah. done their part, right? They made the trade for Luka. They draft Dorian Finney-Smith. Oh, not even drafted. Undraftedly signed him. Mm-hmm. They draft Jalen Brunson in the second round. They make these good moves to be a good team, but then they throw it away because they're chasing the fucking stars. They don't want to pay Jalen because, oh, we can pay a star next summer. And they trade and those other guys you talked about. And even if you're like doing all this 
I feel like a big part of when it comes a big a big part of going for the big fish, like this has to be the absolute perfect big fish because especially the the team out of all the teams in the NBA, I feel like even before the Luka trade, the, the Mavericks have like little to no error left on their palette because of how good Luka is and shit like that and how much little they have to work with. And like you just have to be really precise and cautious with any move that you make, any pick, yeah. first round, 100%. second pick. I don't give a damn. You have to be very stingy with what you do, and they just threw it all away, like you said, Isaac. And like they're just, from my perspective, they're they were just very impatient. This is a really impatient move, and I understand it. They have all this pressure on their backs. They just made the Western Conference Final the year prior, but they should have just been more patient and gone after another star potentially who knows maybe Jalen Brown uh, whatever but <laughs> people are always out there you know people are always yeah. out there and they'd have gotten a better bang for the buck that they gave up but now it is what it is and they're gonna be through the torture chamber of Luka Doncic's trade rumors and as a Hawks fan I am happy because the Mavs are in the exact same <laughs> position as us a lot of people gave us hell y'all were calling Trey Young this and that and I'm just happy, bro. Hawks and Mavs are literally the same team. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like they both got too got too good too fast because their stars took big leaps and they had to match it. It's a little more justified with Doncic, but you're right. When it comes to like um, accumulation of just mistakes, that's been the definition of this team. They yeah, have the Seth Mavs Curry. Have so they trade him for Josh Richardson because he fits next to Luca. Doesn't work out. They lose Richardson for nothing. They trade two firsts for KP. Doesn't work out. They trade him for Spencer Dinwiddie and. Bertans, who doesn't even play. I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. He's they, on the team. He barely plays. Yeah. The 2029 first round pick for Kyrie, throw it away. That might work still, but it's not working. They lose Brunson for nothing. Like, the shit just adds up over time. And you look back a few years later and you're like, wow, we have zero assets and a star who is not happy. <laughs> yeah. This mismanagement, this mismanagement is generational. Like, I love Facts. what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> I love what I'm seeing. It's like, bro. it's Knicks esque. Yeah. God, man. <laughs> and it's, it's like they they tr- and it's like initially after every that was unnecessary. Single was unnecessary bit, and you know yeah, that, that was kind of crazy <laughs> for the audio <laughs> listeners. I, 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 I only to... I purely said that for Donovan's reaction and his face a hundred percent was, was worth it. Even. If you're not, not watching even. on YouTube, go switch to YouTube and look at what Donovan's face is now. That was not. Even. Oh my god, bro! What's but next? What's next? Let's like... move. Let's move on before Nick Slander gets too high. <laughs> oh, we can talk uh, about some Nick Slander. I got I got some more. Bro, Stop. ever since we dropped that clip, they've that been was not on the rundown. <laughs> that was not on the rundown. Stick, no, no, stick no. to the script. We'll save the Nick. We have somebody else to slander. Listen. Who are we slandering? Joel Embiid. I did an interview with Shams two days ago. The general thesis he wanted to come across when he sat down with Shams Sharania was to say, I don't care about the MVP race. I'm not trying to build my career around winning an MVP. He said that, right? Yeah. Every other word he said in that interview was the exact opposite. He was on there straight <laughs> whining about not winning the MVP. It was crazy. I get it though. I I understand it. It's very funny because it was he was sneak dissing Jokic the whole time. It was barely sneaking. <laughs> Just say his I, name at that point. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he listen. He didn't. He didn't say. His, he didn't say his name. But I. So the the quote was right. He says. He says people have been talking about who has the most pressure to win. People want to. Me- People want to mention me. I'm not at the top of the list. I'm not a two-time MVP. I've never made first-team All-NBA. I've never won anything. So why is there pressure on me to do something when there are guys who've won two MVPs, a bunch of MVPs, and haven't done anything either? Which 100% is why, like, why are you putting? Why are you giving me all the criticism when Jokic has gotten everything that everything that I that I've deserved, and Jokic has stolen these awards from me, bro? And y'all won't and y'all won't. That was like him. the third most interesting quote. There's a few others. This was a long interview, bro. No, it really was. It really Another was. thing he said was... I don't blame him, though. 
Okay, well, I'll talk about it. Let's, let's go through the other things he said first. Okay. Another one he said were uh, Shams referenced stat padding since that's been a narrative. Joel said he doesn't need a stat pad, right? He said, it is coming naturally. Even against the Bulls, I could have easily stat padded if I wanted to, but I don't care. I could have easily come back in and got a triple-double and make sure that I keep going after the scoring title or keep the 30-point streak going whatever, but I don't care. Do you hear? <laughs> I don't care. I could have did this and this and this and this that he's doing, but I don't care. Wink, yeah. wink. Like he's, What are you doing? He's saying he doesn't care and whining his ass off the whole time. And then after this interview, when it it's like Shams waited to drop this interview like on the day that he was supposed to play against Nikola Jokic. He did. And then he just... <laughs> You said what? He did do that on purpose, you're right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And fucking Embiid doesn't play. And now that you just let everyone down, you're saying all this? No way in hell. Well, if anyone was to not be on the internet whatsoever, it would probably be Jokic. He's probably the only NBA player to do that. But, bro, this was a huge marquee matchup. And this could have potentially solidified the MVP for Embiid, you know, in terms of narrative. Because that's what we're on right now. To be fair, that's probably a team decision, not his, but you're right. Even if it's a team decision, bro, like, prepare. Like, miss, skip the game against the Warriors. <laughs> skip the game against the Phoenix Suns. You lost both anyway, so what would have been the point? <laughs> so, it's at this hey, point. the Nuggets won four like, straight. That's all I'm saying. God, man. Yeah, the Nuggets won four straight, and I, the MVP talk just keeps on swinging like a damn pendulum. So, it's like, yeah. I don't even know what we basing off basing it off these days anymore. But this I'm is just a very disappointing. Uh, everything's bro, disappointing about this, I'm glad this, you bro. said that, because Joel Embiid also doesn't know what we're basing it off of. <laughs> the third and final quote that I want to talk about in here is Sham said, Giannis recently told The Athletic he believes the MVP criteria is ever-changing year to year. Do you agree? And I'm about to read you this long-ass paragraph that Joel said, and <laughs> let me know what you think he feels after you read this. Let's do it. The criteria does change. If you want to talk about the last three years since I've been in the running for it, the first year it was I didn't play enough games. Last year, I came back, I played enough games, I led the league in scoring, and obviously Nikola deserved it and he won it. But then again, he won as a sixth seed in the West. And this year, I'm leading the league in scoring, I'm doing all these things defensively, I should be making an all-defense team too. I don't care, but every year it's something. And when you add analytics into it, which don't make sense, you can talk analytics all you want. <laughs> when you got some guys in the league, the eye test tells you they're not good defensively, but analytics tell you they're the best defenders. <laughs> Crazy sneak this. And he said, that's when analytics don't make sense at all. I don't make the rules. I don't choose whatever criteria they use. So it's really about whatever people's preferences are. Does he sound like he doesn't care to you? No, he, he clearly cares. He cares mightily. <laughs> he, he clearly cares. And I don't blame him for caring. I You're really, right, he I really, I really don't. Listen, these things, like these accolades, one, they're tied in with, with people's money, right? People, you can, you can get bonuses off of MVPs, off of first team all, all NBA oh, yeah. and stuff like Millions. that. Millions. Exactly. Millions of dollars. Supermaxes. Gener- generational wealth of dollars. So I understand if he feels that he's been slided out at $30 million by, by Nikola Jokic because of this ever-changing <laughs> thing, right? That's that's one. And two, when you're the best player on the best, te- on the best team or one of the best players in the league, a player with Joel Embiid's talent, at the end of the day, you're going to be judged by how many championships you got, how many times did you make the finals. And then if you don't have all that, okay, do you have MVPs? Do you have, you know, all-star appearances? You might end up in the situation that Damian Lillard has where the only Oof. thing that the only thing that he has in his career <laughs> is rookie of the year and all-stars. He doesn't have anything else. He has a three-point contest and an Big improved beard. <laughs> you saying a beard? Yeah, he has an improved beard. <laughs> I guess. He's a bubble MVP. He's a Mickey Mouse champion. I forgot yeah. about I forgot about the Mickey Mouse MVP. That's he had the best eight-game stretch <laughs> of the bubble. That's that's big. But yeah, like for for Embiid, 
these are the these are the two best big men in the league, and I yep. can I can understand how it is very frustrating for Embiid, who's one of the best two way players in the league, to look across the conference and look across the league and be like. Y'all think that it's this guy fat, is white boy? Exactly. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> keep, keep, talking, keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> keep Keep talking. Because that Kendrick Perkins narrative is winning right now. <laughs> God, I hate that man. Movie. Yeah, I, I feel for him, B. But at the same time, I just don't want to hear all of this. And then you proceed. And you're hearing all this after like two back to back. I would say not bad losses, but discouraging losses against contenders you would say in the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns mm-hmm. and then you go ahead and skip the game against it's not his it's not it's probably not his fault you're probably right Isaac it's the whole team decision and shit like that but it's just overall not a good look when it comes to the drama scene and the drama and the the community in the NBA currently so the, I just I don't know like this talk this type of talk would be nice to hear this interview would be nice to hear let's say after you had a big game against Joel Embiid or whatnot then that would put kind of <laughs> yeah. the nail in the coffin but now the, I feel like the NBA um the MVP award race is still not it's probably yeah. wide open still come when it comes to oh, yeah. Giannis Embiid and Jokic so I, I just it's so weird I was I was thinking about the last episode and how you said Giannis was your MVP and should be in these conversations and I was like damn he probably should but then I also thought to myself eh, he probably not may not be in it because he missed like fifteen ish games, and historically speaking, or whatever, like there's only been one other play. One is that why player. he's not in the conversation? I've been wondering there's why the fuck he's just player in history who's won MVP with missing a little bit more over fifteen games. And I was yeah. like, back in the sixties or seventies, yeah, it was like, it was like Bill Walton. Like Bill, 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 I think Bill Walton won MVP playing like less than sixty percent of the games. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, but yeah, <sighs> times uh, are crazy for the Embiid thing. I'm sounding like a hater, like I'm just like telling him he's being a crybaby because he is, but it's not that I have an issue with him caring. He should care. This shit matters. Like, For it sure. should matter to you. Yeah. Like you said, it's your career. Like, it's it's okay to care about these things, but it's whack as hell to be playing the card of like, oh, I don't care. I'm not chasing MVP. I'm not sad I didn't win it. And then everything you're saying is shady as hell showing about just how much you do care. Like, just say that. Just say I want to win. Like, doing both. Like, if James Harden was saying this stuff... And with how people feel about James Harden, they'd be eviscerating him. Like, they'd be cooking his ass. James Harden, he did. Remember, James Harden came out and, and was like... And they cooked him. Exactly. James Harden, <laughs> James Harden came out and was like, listen, I wish I was seven feet and I could just run and dunk. Yeah. But, exactly. but, I, but I actually have yeah. to That's play basketball. He, you know what Joel said? I wish I was seven feet and white and I could just not try hard. Like, it's just yeah. what he's saying. 100%. 100%. He, should, he should care. He should care. And I, I just own it. I think, listen, I think that Joel is going to get MVP this year. And I hope that, I hope that he wins some playoff games because that way, that because I really hope that, that he gets it that way. There's no more excuses for him. And it's like, you have your MVP, you have your scoring titles. Let's go out and let's win some playoff series. And then we can talk Bro. like that. That's all it should be about, which apparently to him, that's all he cares about. He only cares about winning championships. And this sounds like a pity MVP, man, to be honest with you. No, I feel like it just wouldn't feel right with Embiid leaving his NBA career without winning jack shit. Not an MVP. He hasn't been to the Eastern Conference Finals yet or anything like that. And I feel like at some point, I feel like a lot of the NBA voters, like they've came to the conclusion like this dude cannot walk away from this game without winning anything. And this has to be the year, regardless of if, if they really think he's the better player or the most valuable player this yeah. season. I think it may be still Jokic personally. But, like, regardless of the fact, 
it just doesn't me personally it just doesn't feel right like fuck all the fuck the pity shit or it feels right you know this may be the only one of the, the last chance or one of the last chances that Embiid might have well actually let me not say that because these last three three straight seasons I don't think this has ever happened before too it's been the same three players in the exact same conversation so yeah it's crazy well, last year Booker was third over Giannis but yeah same, yeah. same type of thing <laughs> we, we I can't believe about that. <laughs> I can't believe it. It was it was nasty. Booker uh, was third. Wow. So that was pity. That was pity. <laughs> oh, but that was pity. like within the last. People two get weeks pity third place though. votes all the time. Yeah. For sure, every year there's pity third place votes. Facts. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I feel like this may be the first pity first place vote. First place <laughs> vote instead of third. Yeah, I mean, you might be onto something. I'm not gonna say that because he is deserving. Like he's equally deserving yeah. as Jokic, you could say. But the tiebreaker is gonna be. This guy is two. This guy is none. Which exactly? Listen, there's a human element. That's always gonna be a thing. Implicit biases. It's dumb as fuck if you're trying to be like objective. But yeah. it's gonna be impossible to avoid with human voters. Yeah, exactly. I'm not mad at it too. If I was a voter too, I might just be like here, so he can shut the fuck up and no grill me on Twitter because <laughs> I think they release all the voting ballots and shit like that and who you yeah. vote for. So it is what it is, bro. Listen, I'm just saying we need a Nuggets versus Sixers finals to just like. God. Cement this. Tell us who's the best one in the biggest stage. I need to see it. That would God, be that man. would be crazy. That would be crazy. God, that would, would be put, amazing. Because Embiid would average thirty two and Jokic average twenty four and he'd win. And then people would be like, Ah, oh, but you he scored on him. He ate his lunch. Yeah. He had no defense. Yeah. The, it's just, it's just not good. It's just not good for for discourse moving forward. Yeah, it's a nasty discourse. I'm so sick of the MVP conversation. Like. The NBA community is not going to see heaven in, as long as the MVP award exists. <laughs> I hate we this. need it, but we need it. It's it's low key kind of fun though. It, it usually, fun. usually not this year. No, it's fun. I kind of like it's it. always fun. I kind of like. I, it. I, I, like, I like the it's toxicity, a little toxic. Bro. It's a little toxic, and it throws a little bit of spice. That's what I'm saying. It throws a little bit of spice into the conversation, and so I, so I, I need this though. I need the. the <laughs> I know <laughs> toxic. Need exactly. I need toxic yeah. MVP conversations. Exactly. See, I like. I like when it's toxic a little bit. Like, Russ versus Harden was toxic because it was like, well, who was, you know, they're polarizing players. What side mm-hmm. are you on? But it was still basketball stuff. It was like, you know, this guy is carrying nobody to the seed. He is. Other people were like, he's a stat pattern. He's inefficient. doesn't help. So-and-so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was basketball conversations. Now it's just like, who can have the most illogical, <laughs> anti-intellectual take on whichever side they're on? Like the what the things we're holding against each guy is so stupid and it's just like not based in reality and it bothers yeah. me. <laughs> something that really it. irritates me too, like something about some it's always irritates when players or people just grab crayon eater arguments and apply it. They package it as a blanket statement as if everyone thinks this way. And specifically oh, about this large article, he was this dude said because of advanced stats, oh, Jokic is an elite defender or top. Yeah, come on. No one truly thinks that shit. When you think about elite defender, who the f- who is thinking about Nikola Jokic? You're Not thinking about guys Moore, like Giannis, about calculators, Jared like, Jackson Jr., Rudy Gobert for his, his past days. Like, yo, come on now, let's be for real. No one in their right mind is saying seriously saying that. You're seriously. So right. And everyone's always like, people only voted for Jokic because of analytics. I'm like, or because he's averaging 25, 10, and 10. Like, it's also incredible. Like, yeah, they just pick and they pick and choose and dump off random points from terrible arguments. And then they just, they're talking themselves into things. It's and then they'll say stupid shit like, mind. you guys are applauding Jokic for averaging a triple double. When Russell Westbrook did it, he was stat padding. 
Because Russell Westbrook had a 55% true shooting and Jokic has a 70% true shooting, motherfucker. Like, it's obvious. God, man. I love this, though. Because this is, this, is this is why we're employed right now, Isaac. <laughs> like, if there was no dumbass argument to be made, if we didn't hear these nasty crown eater arguments on a consistent basis through NBA Twitter and Instagram, TikTok, and stuff like that, then there would be nothing to put our foot down on and, like, converse about. This is the beauty and also the sucky part about the NBA community. But I love I'd it. I'd rather converse about other things if it was me personally deciding, but... Oh, then go do? be a baseball fan, okay? <laughs> oh, fuck no. <laughs> go talk about hockey, all right? <laughs> go talk about war, exit velocity, all the other crap you're talking about. That stuff sucks. That's what's horrible. That, that's, that's, what, that's, that's what separates the NBA Bro, from any and every other. exit velocity is the stupidest other. baseball stat I've ever God. heard. I've ever well, do you know heard. what that is? No, what is it? It's, it's how fast it's the ball comes off the bat when you swing. Is yeah, is is literally how fa- how fast how fast does the ball leave the stadium? Oh my god! <laughs> Exit velocity, like how hard are you hitting it that it goes fast? That is way? incredibly lame. That is incredibly <laughs> lame, bro. Yeah, baseball analytics are what bag Twitter thinks basketball analytics are. They oh think we're god. measuring like the degree of Jokic passes. Like <laughs> talking about <laughs> the right angles he throws it at. God, man, yeah, that's it's nasty awful. work. That's nasty. Yeah, man. Let's we can move on. I hate the MVP conversation. Sadly, we're going to be drowned in it for the next couple weeks, so everyone can prepare to hear us talk about this more, but I'm not enjoying it. (laughs) Let's Uh, talk about... Let's let's keep it up with another sad story. Not sad in a direct way, but implication way. You don't have to Oh. No, 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 no. The Portland Trailblazers have shut down Damian Lillard, effectively deciding to tank for the last 10 games of the season, which, you know, is fine. They're the 14th seed or something like that now. Actually, I think they're 12 or 13. But, you know, they said there's no longer any point of us rolling our guys out there. Let's just throw in the towel and play for a good draft pick. Mm-hmm. And while well, that'd be okay on paper, right? The 13th seed gave up. That happens all the time. This 13th seed has a point guard who is averaging 32 points, six assists, and five rebounds on the best shooting percentage of his career, who is lighting the NBA up, not getting any younger, and refuses to leave. Dang. What, what, do I mean, do? Listen, what do you want me to say? Like, he. Damian Lillard doesn't want to leave Portland. Nope. And Portland doesn't want Damian Lillard to leave. You have a situation that is built for mid to, <laughs> to, 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 to consist, to thrive, right? This is a thriving situation for mid. If both parties <laughs> are okay with being the 12th to 13th seed every single year, then hey, that's what they want. Let them live their life. And we just got to move on. We just got to accept that they don't want to prosper in the Damian Lillard era. That's just not, that's just not going to happen. Or else they would have made moves to actually go help Damian Lillard. And if they don't think that they can do that, trade him and actually start a rebuild. But again, they don't want to do that. I have a question for you guys. I f- there's a team off the top of my head, but I can't remember 100% that has done, that has tried to do this the Washington at the same Wizards? time. No, but it seemed that's try to rebuild while also at the same time they were actually a little bit successful at it. Is it the Warriors? I don't know. They try to rebuild while yeah. also contend. Yeah, it's them. Yeah, it's the Warriors. It was the Warriors, correct? So like I think the Warriors I don't want to say they're proof in the pudding that it can work, but you have to like genuinely But they had Sure, if you have 3 stars instead of one. That's what I was about to say. If you have a Hall of Fame, if you have 3 Hall of Famers coming back to your team, then yeah, like it's gonna work. But if you have Anthony Simons, Yusuf Nurkic, and like Jeremy Grant, like listen, no, no disrespect to Jeremy Grant, but you're not, you're not a Hall of Famer or nothing like that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just what it is. So you don't have the talent or the infrastructure to 
to be able to tank and then bring Dame back no. into the fold. It's just not going to work. I just <clears throat> feel like there's no way within the next over the next two years. Watch me, watch me, my dumb ass be hella wrong, and we're still we're having the same conversation two years later when Dame's like thirty five, oh, thirty six years old. We definitely will. But I just feel like f- for the Portland Trail Blazers organization to sit there and consistently watch mid. And run back the same exact thing. You're you, you're doing obviously a huge disservice to everybody that you're involved with. Damian Lillard, Dame, the, the fans. You're doing a disservice to yourself too. And like one day, I know this is gonna happen. I just I just sense it's gonna happen. All right, book it. The Blazers are probably gonna the Blazers are gonna move Dame first before Dame so, separates himself, and then coming time we'll see it happening like i don't know a taylor brooks interview or damian lewis damn near breaking down or crying or whatever and talking about how he would have died for this organization and whatnot <laughs> and then we're gonna have this revamped conversation about player empowerment and like loyalty and all this dumbass shit so who's gonna make the first move will there it, be a it first has move it has to be the bla- it has to be the blazers i don't think yeah, i don't think be. Da- well listen maybe may i don't think He's that it goat. will I don't think that's already established, right? So if you're the Blazers and you say, Dame, you've already done everything here, like you're our GOAT, we're just going to move on from you because we have to do it and like you still have a little bit of value, it might – I think it has to come from from them. It's very clear that Dame is not going to ask out. If, if I think he, it's the opposite. If, I think it's more clear they're never going to trade him. Like God. For a team like them, at this point, he's only getting older, right? Mm-hmm. His peak trade value was a year and a half ago. Maybe you could yes. say now. Yes. He's not they're not gonna he's gonna be good for another two years. Thirty six year old, thirty four year old Dame, it's not gonna be worth enough for them to get rid of their greatest player in team history that they're gonna be loyal to forever. Why give that up when you're when he's thirty six and it's already doesn't matter? Like you're gonna get maybe two first round picks for him if that at that point you just give him the Kobe treatment, give him a max contract and let him be your brand ambassador until he dies. Like I think that because of the position that they're in right now and they're in play for potentially a top 10 pick and whatnot, you have you're, you find yourself in a very good position when it comes to youth because you got you got guys like Shaden Sharp on the team who over the last five games has been averaging like 20 points on 50% shooting from the field and 45% from three. You got Anthony Simons and whatnot. And then Jeremy Grant, I don't know if you want to throw him in the young player <laughs> category, but... He's nah, like, what, 27, nah, 28? I don't know. But he's a piece. He's an asset. And I feel like if you were to land yourself on one of – I don't know if you guys – I don't know how serious you guys are into the draft or whatever. But if you were to draft one of those young dudes, whether it be one of the twins or Darius Miller or, hell, maybe if you get the second number two pick and you you land yourself on Scoot Henderson, at that point – something has to be done because, like, yeah. you can't keep you can't keep doing this cycle – and I think just a lot like, of luck too. To run it back, bro. They need lottery luck for sure. I if think. They, hey, I ain't gonna lie. If I'm Adam Silver, I am rigging the draft <laughs> for the Portland Trailblazers. I'm rigging the Correct. shit out of it. It's the good, only it's time to win in Portland. <laughs> the only time the NBA rigs drafts is for organizations that seem really incompetent. All right. <laughs> true. And true. The Portland Trailblazers <laughs> are one of those. I, I've been on this. Listen, we will we will have these discussions come come the summer. I will let y'all know exactly oh, exactly exactly what the NBA is, is going to do. That's what they did in 2019 <laughs> for the New Orleans Pelicans. But that's neither here nor there. But right now, according to we'll have that according to Tankathon right now, the Blazers have a 39.9 percent chance of jumping into the top four of the draft. 
That's not bad. No, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's pretty good. They low key can slide into into one or two and get like Wemby or or Scoot Henderson. Like their Would, their entire their entire organization. If they get Wemby, if, Wemby if you get Wemby, then Lillard. then that is the only exception where you don't trade Dame Lillard because like, okay, why you might as well ride into the sunset with Dame, put him around yeah. these young dudes. And just let shit ride. That's the only exception. But if you get Scoot, you have to move Damian Lillard. There's no way around it, bro. Have but I don't to. think they will. I think at the end of the day, they're not going to move their franchise goat. You, if you're a small market team and you have your greatest player in franchise history, no competition, and he's done nothing but tell everybody every time he gets a mic how loyal he is to you, and then you trade him, who is going to want to play for you? You can't afford to do that as a small market team. That's true. That is true. You gotta be really. You gotta. You gotta be really. Fucking. What's the word I'm looking for? You have Cut to really up. be coordinated with what you decide to do after that, because you know no one's really gonna trust. You. I don't think and it matters. I think been, full stop. They can't do it. Who trades for think, Dame though? Who who would? Who's trading for Dame? Who needs him the most right now to make that next jump? Question. Okay, so let's go through the teams. The Hawks don't want him. The Celtics would they trade Jalen for him? They Apparently. would trade Jalen Brown in a fucking heartbeat for Dame. Yeah, the Nets, I mean, they're not in that timeline. The Bulls, throw out Levine and some stuff. Maybe, I can see that. I would not take that. Cavs don't need them. Pacers don't need them. The Nuggets, could they try to get Miami would. Oh, Miami in a heartbeat. They're they're always in the conversation. Would the Nuggets do? That's so interesting. I would love That'd be sick. Oh, my God. That'd be sick. Oh, my God. The world needs it. Jamal Murray and everything else I could trade you? That'd be pretty cool. That would be magnificent. The Clippers, I don't know if they have the assets anymore. Listen, Pelicans maybe. Oh, Obviously, man, the Knicks are assets. They got hella assets. I like that. The yeah. Pelicans deep cut for sure. The T Wolves don't have a long term point guard anymore. Yeah, no. But they, they don't have any picks though. True. Yeah, yeah. There are bunch of teams that would make this move. Okay. It's just the fact that teams. whether or not you know the Portland Blazers would do this. I just feel like we've been having the same conversation for like five years now. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah. God, man. Six and we all gave up on Bradley Beal being traded. That's past it. We're this offseason, if things just go back, we're never talking about Damian Lillard trades ever again. Yeah. Like it's cooked. All. We're Not barely talking about him now. He Gosh. doesn't want to leave. He d- he doesn't want to leave. So yeah. he's just not gonna leave. So be it's it. simple play. It's even more disgusting that Yusuf Nurkic is still on this roster. What does he do for your organization? <laughs> it's just he's so Dame's like... friend. <laughs> that's it's it. Just that's like... it. He's he's just a he's just a friendly guy. Solid center. He's a plus one. Yeah. God, That's funny. Man. All right, before we get out of here, let's talk about one more team. The Cleveland Cavaliers have clinched a playoff spot without LeBron James for the first time in 25 years. Damn. Good for now, them. Now, the past 20 games, Evan Mobley has taken the leap everybody wanted to take. You know, people were kind of lumping him in with Scotty Barnes to start the year. Like, oh, these second-year guys just, like, aren't making that linear progression That's you want. That's so nasty. <laughs> He's been better in every single way, especially the last 20 games. These last 20 games is averaging 19 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, 1.6 blocks on the best efficiency of his career. He's been a two-way force. Absolutely, dude. And I feel like not only the development part, he's just naturally getting better, but I feel like guys like Dominic Mitchell and Darius Garland has helped him find his way, and he's now moving in unison with everybody else. It's so hard to adjust alongside a guard. It's not so hard, but it's hard for a guard, for yeah. a big like Evan Mobley to adjust with someone who's who demands, who demands a lot of attention and power. And as a ball has a ball in his hands on a consistent basis like yeah. Donovan Mitchell. And now mm-hmm. I feel like Donovan has a lot more trust 
in Evan Mobley, and that just that team is working beautifully, bro. I love yeah. that team. Me too. Me too. Right now, they're for the whole season, not just the last twenty games. For the season, they're number one in defense and number eight in offense. Being the best defense and still a not top tier but really good offense, that's a championship recipe. Like that's how you win a championship. Being the best, being the best defense with Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell as your two guards, two ridiculous, un- two undersized guards who are not known for defense, and you are the best in the league. That's crazy. And listen, yep. they're still they're about a game and a half back of the three seed in the in the Eastern Conference. They low key can can make that up. They can they could potentially jump to three, especially if if James Harden continues to to be out. If Joel Embiid maybe sits another game or two, right? Because Philly has Philly has some tough games down the stretch of the season. Is Cleveland gonna jump to three? Oh, and get, be so interesting, bro. Right, because right right now they're matched up to play the Knicks in the first round, home court advantage. If they can jump up to three and maybe play, maybe the Brooklyn Nets who who hold on to the six seed. They would sweep the Nets. It would be brutal. It would be they, massacre. They, they would sweep the Nets in the first round. They might have – yo, this is this is great. They they really might have, like, a great chance to get to the Eastern Conference Finals if they can jump up to three. Well, I mean, second round, they'll be playing the Celtics, which not great. <laughs> That's, not but, a good, that's not a fantastic matchup. Yeah, but, I mean, listen, but if you have an easier first round, right, you have time to, to rest – you have time to, to plan, get everything right, going clicking. It's better than playing the Bucks after a hard first round series. Facts. So I don't. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have a lot of faith in them. Like everybody's kind of like moving with the air of caution when they talk about them because we have these other three teams in the East that are like monstrous mm-hmm. and like we've been talking about all year. They're young and experienced. A lot of people need to like see it before they go out here putting the Cavs in this top tier. I don't need to see a damn thing. They are one of the best teams in the East. I'm lumping them in with the 76ers. Maybe the other two teams are a little in their own tier, a little That's bit better. Yeah. But this team is as good as almost anybody in the conference and can compete with any of those teams. I agree. That is very fair to say. I they're agree. they're definitely right up there with the 76ers. And I don't, if you were to tell me the 76ers and them face off in a playoff series, I couldn't tell you who wins off the bat of my head. I Look at this couldn't. growth from Mo. He I was know. he was hating on the Cavs. Early no, in this they season. still not on the Celtics and Cavs level. I mean, Celtics and Bucks level. Let's get that straight. All right, I just said they were never on their level. All right, listen. If you had to have anybody out there to defend Giannis, I'd want Evan Mobley and Jared Allen to be those people. Not saying they're going to successfully do it, but it's not a bad place to start. One thing that I'm super proud of with the Cleveland Cavaliers, specifically Isaac Okoro. I've been peeping his growth. Three point percentage has been climbing. Over the last three months, drastically. Yep. Good for him. And now he's a solid, seems like he's a consistent piece. The other night, I was watching them play the Brooklyn Nets. Yep. I About saw Karis Avert hop off of a nasty ass. I think he got a turn. I think he stole the ball, and then he was kind of in disarray and peed Isaac Okoro at the left at the left corner three, yeah. and he swung that thing. Isaac Okoro was wide open, and he cashed it, and that was basically game. That right there is like peak what the Cavs need. What the fuck are you going to get from your wings? And they got exactly what they needed from their wings. Karis Avert, your job is to go ahead and play Mac, play make, do all the little things. And I think, girl, please just shoot and play defense. And he did that. <laughs> so it's like, it's working. 100%. It's yeah. working. No, they, they're dangerous. They're dangerous. They can, they can make some noise. And if they upset, if they upset, if they upset Milwaukee, I would be shocked. If they upset, oh, if, if they upset, uh, Boston or Philly, I would not be shocked. I'd be a little wow. shocked about Boston, but I wouldn't be like, 
I never saw this coming. You know, like it wouldn't yeah. be like the most bewildering thing. Yeah. But yeah, they're in there. And uh, Darius Garland is having such an overlooked season because Donovan Mitchell came in and is like, is the guy, obviously he's better. Mm-hmm. Took yeah. away his shine. Like it would be easy to assume Darius Garland hasn't been that great based on the lack of conversation around him. But he's been putting up essentially the exact same numbers with just a little bit better efficiency. Like mm-hmm. he's just transitioning to having a lower usage and providing the exact same value he provided before. That is such elite. That's a, such elite sentence that you just said, and it shows how good of a player Darius Garland is. There's not a lot of players who can have the ball in their hands the exact same amount or a little bit lower, ain't a little bit lower, and give you the same exact production. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it shows how lethal of a player he is. He's averaging 21 points per game still, taking one less shot per game. He's averaging one less assist naturally, but like his efficiency is a little bit higher. Like it's what you'd expect from a high level guard who can play next to another guard. Shout out Cleveland. Shout, shout out Cleveland. They made the move. They rolled the dice. They really came out of nowhere to get Donovan Mitchell, and now it's paying off. So, shout, shout out times. to them. The Cleveland yeah. Cavaliers, just like how we started off the episode with saying how to lose a franchise player, <laughs> 101, the Matt Dallas Mavericks, how to build a great franchise, once again, 101, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They, did, they yep. waited the exact time, the exact perfect moment to yep. bite on a superstar or a star, however you view that. And Donovan Mitchell, and they're moving in unison, bro. This is this is beautiful what the Cleveland Cavaliers are doing. For sure. Textbook. Shout out them. Guys, I want to keep talking about the Cavs. I would love to. But I think it's time for TikTok time. The Let's crown eaters are banging on my door right now. They can't wait. <laughs> Hooting and hollering. <laughs> Let's jump into it. All right. As always, we're going to start with the draft. Same thing we always do. And today we're going to do point guards only. So we're going to do by so, position. We got to go and say, like, for my center, I'm picking this guy because, you know, they're all really point guards. Yeah. I have the first pick. I think... Mo has the second. Mo is the second pick. Donovan has third pick. Yep. Cool. This is. I'm glad I have the first pick for this one. <laughs> right. Go ahead. Let's draft NBA lineups with only point guards. First pick, give me Magic Johnson for my center. Okay. Okay. That's nice. I expected that. I expected you, you to You should. There. That's nothing surprising. Lame yep. ass pick. Give me Stephen Curry. <laughs> okay. All right. That's cool. Are you putting him with two? Look, I need a little bit of height. Give me, give me Penny Hardaway. Oh, at I was my, hoping he fell. Give me Penny Hardaway at my five, and then for my point guard, give me James Harden as my point guard. That's a great pick. Damn, James Harden. Wow, you came in with the heavy hitters this one. I like okay, this. I'm, I'm coming for the win. Damn, you got some girth okay. to your team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> I ain't cashed that initially. It flew over my head. But goddamn, man, you kind of wrong for that. It's crazy. All right. So with my pick, give me at my five. Give me Russell Westbrook. I need. A Fuck. I was gonna pick him next. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Give me Luka Doncic at my three. I need the exercise. Yeah. And then, this is weird. I know. Give me prime Ben Simmons at my four. I gotta have the two oh, guards. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm so mad. I literally wrote down 2019 Ben Simmons to draft. <laughs> wow, that's good. that's good. No one's having a wow. bigger. No one's having a bigger front court than me. That's good. That's wow. good. Wow, this dude said prime Ben Simmons. I don't even know. I don't even remember what that looks like anymore, dude. It's been so long. <laughs> it's a distant memory, but he existed. I promise. <laughs> All right, cool. So for my two, go ahead and give me, give me. It's kind of small, but give me Allen Iverson. Okay, we'll let you have him as a point guard. Okay. That's fine. All right. Okay. All right. 
Hmm. Where am I gonna go? Okay, for my two. Fuck. For my two, give me da- give me Damian Lillard. Uh. I messed that up. For my two, give me Damian Lillard. Damn, I wanted him. <sighs> Fuck. And then for my three, I kind of want somebody who can do a little bit of everything. Play play some good defense. A little off the wall, but I need some role players. Give me Lonzo Ball to play my three. Okay, okay. I, I see the I see the team building vision. Okay, that's solid. That's solid. It's my turn, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, for my three, give me a better version of Lonzo Ball. Give me Jason Kidd. That's a good pick. Okay. 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 So I definitely need some defense. So give me Gary Payton as one of my guards. That's good. That's nice. And then I need one more shooter. Shooter. I'll take Kyrie Irving. Kyrie, okay, okay that's, nice. that's nice. That's nice. That's good. All right. So I got Curry, AI, and then Jason Kidd, and then on my five, I have Westbrook. So I got one more pick. I need someone who's kind of your low usage and can do it all. And I need someone who. Give me two time All Star, Drew Holiday, for my four. I need that. Oh, pick. that's a great pick. Size, I didn't even think about Drew. Play defense, oh. pass, shoot. He could do it all. I won. I want to do the mic drop, but this mic is too expensive to drop. <laughs> All right. That's, that's a $30 good. mic. Facts. All right. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I really just want some talent right now. So at my four, <coughs> at my four, give me six, five Oscar Robinson. That's, that's nice. Pick. That's okay. a great pick. Damn. Yeah. That's a great pick. My that's team is huge. That's my team. All right. So who I got, got Kyrie at the one. Gary Payton at the two, Luca at the three, Ben Simmons at the four, and Magic at the five. That's good. Ben That's and a- Magic at the four and five is nice. And Luca six Ben's seven six now. nine six nine. <laughs> yeah. Who you got, Mo? All right. So I got Curry at the one, AI at, AI at the two, Jason Kidd at the three, Drew Holiday at the four, and I got Russell Westbrook at the five. It's a pretty good. Very team. versatile. Why okay. Not? All right. You didn't sell. I got James Harden at my one, Damian Lillard at my two. Lonzo Ball at the three, Oscar Robinson at the four, and Penny Hardaway at the five. I mm. love every single bad. one of your picks except for Lonzo. Who won this draft? I don't. I don't know. I mean, like I listen, love your. All these, I love your all these point guards are mad ball dominant. I just needed somebody who I know can just keep the ball moving, play a little bit of defense. That's right? why I got, got Ben Simmons shots. and Gary Payton. They don't need the ball at all. Yeah, and that's play why I got Jason Kidd and also Drew Holiday. Listen, I got Stop. Magic, Luka, and Kyrie, so the comments are going to pick me for sure. Magic, Luka, and Kyrie. But you also have Ben Simmons, which is a big-ass black hole on your team. But what he did get prime Ben Simmons. It's all-stars. Though. All NBA Ben Simmons. He did oh. get prime Ben Simmons. I, we got to give him that. I have the best defender on the list. The best two defenders on the list. I'm sorry, but when they see when we see Ben Simmons, we're not th- thinking about 2019 Ben Simmons. We're talking well, I, about I, I street clothes Ben Simmons <laughs> right now. <laughs> I made it clear it is not this year. I think this is a, this is this might be the most equal draft we've ever done. Yeah, yeah. I like this one. All right, Good cool. Shit. That's hard. I, I don't, the comments will be split. I think between me and Mo, because Mo is Curry. Mo is the best offensive team. I think. Rest of the five is tantalizing. We'll see. Real quick, we're going to take a break from the pod to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports online. And it's super simple. You can play on the app or online, and all you have to do is hit higher or lower on your favorite or least favorite player's stats for the night. 
And if you get up to five entries right, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night of hoops. And listen, playoff basketball is right around the corner. There's high stakes basketball to get in on the action every single night. And if you sign up today using promo code TD3, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. And that's free money that you can use to make more winning tickets. So again, sign up today using promo code TD3 and get in on the action right now. If you can right, play this role in set screens, we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> next thing we're going to do is we're going to play a game with NBA nicknames, which, as you guys know, if you go on Basketball Reference and type in any player you want and then look at underneath them, you'll see 10 nicknames you've never heard a day in your life. So I'm going to name some of those nicknames. You guys have to tell me who this player is. I'm going to give you some options. It. Let's go. Um, which NBA player's nickname is this? Tsunami Poppy. Is this Kelly oh, Oubre that's Kelly or Jordan Oubre. Clarkson? That's, that's Kelly, Kelly Oubre. That's Kelly. Yeah. Oh, you guys have heard this one? Kelly, yeah. 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 Listen, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 was, that was pretty well known. Yeah, okay. Kelly's, that, Kelly's the man. Who hasn't heard that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was wondering, I I was like wondering who was going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Sweet Melon, Ray Allen or Carmelo Anthony? I think what? that's Ray. I think I'm gonna go with Ray. I don't think Yeah, that dome is definitely Ray. He yeah. has that sweet melon on him, bro. <laughs> Those Boston lights <laughs> beaming at his head. Are you kidding me? Who else could it be? Oh my He has the what? <laughs> oh whoa. Hold on. I, he I has the sweet that. melon on him. That's <laughs> crazy. This is, is Carmelo right Anthony's though? nickname. Oh wow. Okay. What? <laughs> yep. I guess wow. Mellow Melon. That's still That's a that's, jump though. No, no correlation. <laughs> Honey Damn. bun. Is this Glenn Davis or James Harden? Oh no, that's Glenn that's that's Glenn Davis. It wouldn't shock he's, you if it was James Harden because he's just big the and greedy. He has an emotion that he got back there is kinda crazy. What do you think, Mo? That man came out of training camp three hundred pounds. That's him. That's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely Glenn Davis. But it wouldn't shock me if it was Harden though, because of all the motion that he has gone going on. <laughs> well it shouldn't shock you because this is James Harden's nickname. Word? Yeah, James Harden's on bun. bun. The streets, I don't know. <laughs> God, man, these streets are nasty. <laughs> That's your strip club name? Honey <laughs> <bun>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Next one. The Little Emperor. LeBron James or Chris Paul? I was about to say, this has got to be... You might try to throw us off. It, it has, has to, to be Chris be Paul. Le- it has to be Chris Paul. <laughs> it has to be Chris Paul. But I feel like it's too obvious. It's Chris Paul. Yeah. It has to be Chris Paul. Yeah. Who the hell called LeBron Little? <laughs> Somebody. This is LeBron James' nickname. God, I knew it, Donovan. What the fuck? <laughs> he's I told you. He was trying to throw us off. He's, ah. already, he's already the king. I didn't think he was going to be the king and the emperor. God. Like, what do, you, what do you want me to do? I'm trying to be reasonable here. Oh he has a unified belt. <laughs> Multiple weight glasses. <laughs> right. Bubble cheese. Is this really Oh, this is Dion Waiters. Let me finish this sentence. <laughs> This man loves Dion Waiters. Yeah, it's Dion Waiters. This is this Rudy is Gobert or Dion Waiters. And you already Dion. said it. <laughs> okay. Last one. Underground goat. Is this Lou Williams or Jamal Crawford? This Harry. Oh, this is good. <laughs> As- all right, who, who, who was it? Who were the options again? Jamal Crawford or Lou Williams? It got to be Lou Williams. 
It yeah, has why. to be Lou Williams. Lou Williams be bro. He has mixtape on mixtape on mixtape out right now. Holy shit, I'm crying. Yeah, Lou, Lou Williams <laughs> be in these streets. He's he's the underground. Yeah, he's a he's a Gwinnett County goat. All right, this is definitely <laughs> Lou Williams. You guys got this one right. It's Lou Williams. Let's go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let's go. Me. That's uh, funny. Do I include that in the edit? <laughs> yes, <laughs> please. <laughs> please. I can't breathe. Oh fuck! You need to. Next thing, we're gonna do a tier list again. This time, we're gonna put teams in tier lists instead of players, like we usually do. Okay. And this can be based around who has the best jerseys. Okay. So, let's put these NBA teams into a tier list based on how good their jerseys are. First off, the Lakers. Oh, Uh, I think they're what like like current like current jerseys. Just yeah, the current jerseys, the entire package. Okay, A. I'll, a. I'll I'll give them an A. I still don't think that they figured I'll out. I kind of want to put them B on the low, but I I still don't think that they figured out how to um how to structure their away jersey, the purple jersey. I yeah. still don't mm. I still don't think they figured that out. And then the yellow, right. the the yellow, it's not bro. it's not gold. It's like it's a yellow. yeah, but it's still good though. It's mad bright. They're purple, bro. Yeah, but sure, you take it, take it away from the history of the gold. It's a good yellow jersey. It's still mad bright though. I don't like. I like it. It. I'll, I'll give them a. I'll give them a. Yeah, nice. they, they deserve a. They consistently. If they have had really good this ultimates. jersey right here that was in 2019, Dang. this shit they would be talking to your mic. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking <laughs> to my mic. If they had this jersey, if they had this jersey right here still around, I think I would confidently put them in a. But honestly, I resent my a. That jersey and I sucks. Put them in what are you talking about? What they the would f- be. Are you kidding me? This sucks. That's ugly. That's I don't know like, why. I, mean, I don't know why you spent your money on that. That's stupid. That's a, that's a bad. Well, investment. it's fake. That's Jokes on you, man. It wasn't even it's prop, man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they consistently do have really good alternate jerseys, even if that one's not great. That one's that, fantastic. That was bad. That was bad. I'll, I'll put them in A for sure. The Golden State Warriors. I want to give them S tier because the rest of their package is great. That stupid gray black rose. rose jersey, yeah. whatever they have, has. Hey, but you can't see it when it's tucked in. Yeah, it's it doesn't look as bad stupid. when it's That makes it in. even stupider. Do I even put it there? I'm, I don't know, but I don't see it, so I don't care. It's a cool black jersey to me. I can't put it in S. I can't do it. I kind of want to put them. I kind of want to put them in S. No, I'm getting S. The Warriors consistently yeah. have incredible jerseys every year. They are S tier. I can't do it. Yeah. Not with this one. For the record, Donovan hates this one. Donovan hates this one. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I'm glad Donovan hates it. <laughs> it's awful. Isaac loves it since we're doing this. <laughs> S. The Houston Rockets. Uh, they have B? to be S for me personally. S. Yeah, B? I like their jerseys. I like the jerseys a lot too. They're solid. I'm, clo- I'm closer to B than I am to S. Yeah. Hmm. I think 2019 or so when they had CP, they had really good jerseys, but yeah. the rebrand's a little worse now. I think. Ah, that's, that's fair. The, there, there's not He's too fine. much personality in the new rebrand. I'll drop them down to B. I'm cool with B. I like the I like the throwbacks though a lot. That's what carries the S. The for green me. ones? No, the yeah. blue ones. Wait, you like the green ones? No, the blue ones. My bad. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the blue pinstripe, those are hard. Those are hard. Yeah. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Bro, I hate their their alternates suck ass. It reminds me of the public transportation bus, bro, here in Atlanta. (laughs) I don't like it at all. I don't mess with it. Oh, you're talking about the city ones? Yeah, terrible. (laughs) I think think C is okay. I, I like their jerseys pretty much. Over the last five years, I've liked almost all their jerseys, I think. I think they're... Mm-mm. I think we got to go... C? We have to put some C's in this, bitch. We do. Okay, if y'all think they're C, we can go C. 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 For the record, I like the jerseys. 
But I also just love neon green, so maybe I'm just biased. Yeah, I see. For sure. See. The Clippers. Oh, that's <laughs> an F. <laughs> Big F? Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, they're, they're <laughs> terrible. Get them out of here. <laughs> we ta- we talked about it earlier in the, in the season. They have those racist jerseys that's disrespectful to the Mexicans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they... Listen, you can't be prejudiced with your jerseys. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Every city jersey they bring out is worse and worse every year somehow. They keep trying to insert themselves into GTA. And I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to... Yeah. I, I don't get it. Yeah, bro. It's like they went into Los Santos Customs and t- told the <laughs> mechanic to do them right. And exactly. this has failed every single time. Listen, they're building their, they're building their new stadium in Inglewood and they're showing it's... <laughs> <laughs> The Milwaukee Bucks. I want to say this is an easy A tier for me. I love a the Bucks jerseys. They're good. The cream, bro. The cream city is crazy. I but love they it. don't have cream city Donovan, anymore. Isaac, that's not we, this year. What do you mean? Yeah, they don't have cream city anymore right now. That's not the current year jersey. Cream city really? was like two years ago. Yeah. But now they got now they got the blue ones, which are gorgeous. Those are. Those I'm, are cool. I might go S if y'all are about it. I'm down with S. Let's I'll go do S. S. I'll go S. Let's go. Put them in S. That that throwback colors, that they bro. have, that purple throwback is. Fire. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. S. Nice. And that concludes that TikTok. Next thing up, we're going to do some more all-time lineups. Okay. So, I should have prepared for this one. I didn't. So, we're going to just go off the cuff. But I'm going to name some NBA teams, and we have to make their, you know, all-time one through five of the greatest players in their team's history. Okay. In the team's history, like how they were with that team, right? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. great. It's not best. Okay. How did I hook this last time? Did I do a hook in the beginning? I can't remember. You did. Okay, um. Um. um I'm gonna name NBA teams. Let's make their greatest. Uh, I'm gonna name some NBA teams. Let's make their all-time starting fives. There we go. Who is the all-time starting five for the uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder? All right. So, so you, you got Westbrook, of course. Yeah, yeah, Westbrook's the one. Harden. James Harden at the two? Yep. Or James Harden at the two. Wait, wait. But but it, was, it wasn't all-star Harden when he yeah, was there. Yeah, that's true. I think we should put Gary Payton at the two. Okay, Ooh. Gary Payton at the two. That's fair. You're, you're right. Right. Okay. KD Ooh. at the three. KD at three. No-brainer. Nick Collison at the four? <laughs> Fuck no. He's a all, he <laughs> is an all-time member of that team. Um, he got his jersey retired. Are we doing Sean Kemp or Serge Ibaka? It's got to be Sean Kemp, right? Yeah, for sure. Let's put Serge. I mean, Sean. Okay. Sean, oh. easy. Okay. Yeah, Sean, Sean Kemp at the, at the four. Center. Then, so who's their five? Are we putting Serge Ibaka at the five? Are we putting Serge Ibaka or Steven Adams? I think it might be Serge Ibaka. I don't know. Okay, um, is there nobody we're, we're thinking of miss? Is there nobody we're forgetting from before that? Let me see. Devonta uh, Sabonis was ass back then. Forget, never mind. I think um, I think we're good. Okay, let's go Serge. Or yeah, Prime Surge was a legit all. The Prime Surge was legit one of the best defenders alive. We can go with him. Surge Blocker. They called that man back then. Day. <laughs> true. True. The they Clippers. That man, that back at the end of the day. All right. Clippers. So CP at the one. Easy. <coughs> Easy. Yep. I'm trying. Who's to at the two? Do we put Paul George and Kawhi in there already? Yeah, definitely. Paul I George, mean, Kawhi, Blake Griffin, book it. Just off a of skill, feels we have to wait. So, Paul George at the two, Kawhi at the three, and Blake Griffin at the four? Yes, I, th- I think, I think so. To. And then, 
Cause I mean, who else is there from who else is there from like the pre CP days? We're not thinking about. They didn't exactly have the wealth of talent. We thinking about ESP or oh, pre CP so, days? Uh oh, there's yeah, Baron the, Davis that I think of, and then there's Jason Richardson. Nah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think Paul George and Kawhi have to be there, even though it feels weird. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then are we doing DeAndre Jordan? DeAndre Jordan at the five? Yeah, or? I think DeAndre Jordan has to be the five. He was all NBA. I don't know who else. Dude, be. the greatest I mean, moment. No, of- well, Bob, <laughs> Bob McAdoo. Oh yeah, Bob McAdoo. You're right. Bob yeah, McAdoo. Thank the Lord you said that, bro. Yeah. I'm, See, I'm glad you're here to think of the old heads. It's, it's Bob McAdoo blocking out Blake Griffin from escaping his house. Facts. Okay. Perfect. All right, cool. The Orlando Magic. All right, so <laughs> we got we got Penny Hardaway at the one. Yep. Yeah. Tracy McGrady at the two. Yep. Okay. Grant Hill at the three. Okay. In, in your bag. Who's the best four? We can't put Dwight at the four. No, we're not. That's cheating. We got to okay. do an actual four. Okay. It should be Dwight and Shaq. Obviously, Shaq's on there over Dwight, though. Yeah. Who is their four? Is it Rashard Lewis or. Uh, is it Is it Horace Grant? Hito Turkoglu? Oh. Well, I'm cool putting Hito. That's kind of cool. That's, that's fun. You're you're not doing right. good for your agenda right now, Isaac. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. Yeah. It's either, it's either, I think at the four, it's either Rashard Lewis or Hito Turkoglu. Hito was an all star, right? I, yeah, Hito was. I like Hito personally. Yeah. Okay, we'll put Hito. Okay. Shout out Turkoglu. Yeah. Hito, I just like the and, name. Then Sha- and then Shaq at the five. Nice. It's a nasty five. Sorry, Dwight. <clears throat> okay. The Houston Rockets. Okay, James Harden at the one. Okay. Tracy We're not putting Mc- him at the two? You want to put him at the one? Yeah, I don't think they have a You don't put Chris Paul in there? Is he is not there put, long enough? I think we should put Chris Paul in there. No, they're, he, ne- he was, they're nearly beat that Warriors team, and that should be an accomplishment alone. He was there for like two. He was there for two. No, I'm not putting him as one of like the best Rockets of all time. Okay, I, would, okay. I would rather put James really? Harden at the one, Tracy McGrady at the, at the two. Okay. Um, At the five, obviously, we have Hakeem Olajuwon. Of course. Um, and then now we have three, to figure four. out three four. Do we put Clyde Drexler? He was old though. Oh, uh, we can't put we can't put Clyde in there for not putting CP in there. Yeah. Granted, Clyde won a championship though, so maybe you could. Yeah, we could put Clyde at the two. We I feel like we low key might be able to move Tracy to the three. But yeah, we can put Clyde at the two if you want to do that. Okay, so then we have to pick up the four. Ah. Um, who's the four in that Rockets team? It was. It was nobody. Did Moses Malone ever play on the Rockets? Did he? I'll check. I think so. I think he did. You want? Think you wanted some? I think. I think he did. He did, and he I made five All Stars with them. Let's go, Moses Malone. All right, yeah. We'll Easy. Do that. Even though he was a center the whole time, do we want to still allow it? Oh dang! We didn't see the, the position. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moses Malone's kind of a center, but he plays enough power forward. I think we can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What was I he? Six eight it. or something like that. <clears throat> he's like six ten. Yeah, he's a power forward. Whatever. Yeah. Next one, the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. So obviously we got Giannis at the four, Kareem yeah, at the five. Big O at the uh, one or two. What do you say? Big O, Oscar Robertson. Okay, Big O, Giannis, and Kareem are the locks. Yeah. We're getting Ray Allen. So now we're getting interesting. Do we put Ray Allen or do we? Reward Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton for winning a championship. 
Um, who oh, will well, be mo- we'll, we'll most know. more remembered? Who will we be gotta more put, remembered? We got to put Sidney Moncrief in there. Do we? I think I think so. I think Sidney Moncrief is better. I think he he might be better than Ray Allen. I think he mm. he's probably better than than Chris Middleton. They they okay. got some they got some guys. He's a Hall of Famer. I respect that. Yeah, they got some guys for back in the day, and then one of the their color guy, Mar, um, Marquez Johnson, he's also fantastic for that. I think he's like a great buck for them. Yeah, but he's not. Sidney Moncrief is a two, a three. We can't go round at three. Round's a true two guard. Yeah, I Are think it's Chris, Chris Middleton. Yeah, I think it's Chris. Okay, he, listen, he won the chip, so we'll put him there. Shout out Chris Middleton. Shout out to the greatest lumpy head player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> lumpy head is crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies. All right, Mike Conley at the one. Definitely. Yeah, too too soon for Ja. But he'll he'll get there eventually. But right now it's, it's Mike Conley. It's going to happen. Inevitably, it's going to happen. I personally, I will put Ja in there because we all five years from now we're going to say Ja. And now Mike Conley but, deserves it for now. Give Ja a couple more yeah, years. Yeah, sure. Let's give his let's give him his respect. Mike Conley. But then again, then again, Mike Conley was never an All Star with the Grizzlies. Yeah, well, he was that's the what end. I'm saying. Stop. Stop. We, let's we avoid. Should, the, we should we should av- give Mike Conley his his credit. You're right. We'll give it to him. Listen, lame. He, he's the leader wrong. of a whole era. You're right, but listen, he's only a one time All Star, so the lead is not secure. Fucking whatever, bro. Okay. Anyways, five right, is Marcus so All. We're not debating five that. Five Marcus All is the four, four going Zebo. Yeah, I say Zebo. Yeah, Zebo. Yeah, two and two three. three. Rudy Gay or <laughs> we're not putting Rudy Gay on this list. That's damn sure. <laughs> Are we just going with the grit and grind? We putting Tony Allen on there? Yeah. Nah. nah Tony be not. Who are we yeah. forgetting about? Who else do they have at, at two? Like those Mike Miller. As, as like these team? iconic teams throughout the years. They don't have like it's just grit and grind. It's like I guess I mean it was an expansion teams. team, right? Yeah, yeah. They don't have a lot of history. Dylan Brooks, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be fucking damned. I'd rather. Are you go Tony Allen? Yeah. Let's do it. Shout out to Tony Allen. Right. He's defense player of the year, right? No, I don't. No, not not DPY. He was. Well, he never won. He, no, no, I don't think he so. wasn't. Oh, really? That's yeah, crazy. guaranteed. Uh, Marcus Smart broke. He history. was Tony Allen is the six-time epit- all defensive team. Yeah, Tony Allen is the epitome of of the people's DPOY. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Tony Allen. Who's the three? It's too soon for Desmond Bain. Dylan Brooks is right there. Oh, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, Damn, who are the, I gotta look at the best players in Grizzlies history. Okay, Dude, I'm, lo- I'm looking at this right now. We got uh, Sharif Abdul Rahim. We got oh. Shane, we got Shane Battier. Oh, Shane Battier is oh, a good pick. I forget about him. Forget about him. Fuck, I forget about him. Let's just put Shane Battier and keep it moving. Yeah, this I team like has Shane. no Let's Shane Battier. Okay, this team has no history. You getting depressed <laughs> looking at this team history? Shit. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Shout out Shane Battier. I'm glad he has a place on this list. All right, we got one more TikTok. Donovan, <laughs> Donovan, you're the host of it. <laughs> Right. Tell, tell us what the TikTok is. All right, so we are going to rate NBA players' haircuts, iconic Ooh. haircuts. All right, we're gonna rate them, or we're we gonna compare them one on one. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to rate them. Okay, I want to rate them. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna send them. I'm gonna send them right now. Let me know when you guys get them. Okay. Rate them one through ten. Yeah. Cool. I'm gonna see straight zeros in this. Bitch. Let's hit this hook, Donovan. No pressure. Let's go. Just know I'm staring at you. Don't look at the camera. Look at us. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking at y'all. Listen, I'm good. All right? I'm all right. All right. Mo, you good? Yeah, I was just all pulling right, cool. down my sock. My fucking ankle <laughs> had no circulation. All right. 
<clears throat> let's rate these NBA. Dang it. Let's rate these NBA haircuts on a scale of one through ten. Okay. I still haven't got them though. I'm still waiting for the pictures. Dang, my Wi-Fi is slow. Wi-Fi is always selling. It's always. That's why it takes so long to upload after. Bro, NBA haircuts is always so funny. I always love these because they always bang no matter what because they're hilarious. Yeah. But they're yeah. gotta be some of those fun things we do. All I think right, an NBA player has came across one of our uh, TikToks before, specifically like disrespectful ones. <laughs> Maybe not yet, but eventually it'll happen, and we'll have to. I think there's zero chance that no NBA player has seen at least one of them, bro. I mean, yeah, we get 30 million views a month. Like, it's it's a lot of people. Yeah. Listen, zero. everybody, tag tag NBA today so that we could be featured on the TikTok segment, <laughs> <laughs> or not, because that will not go well for me. <laughs> With my employer. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, facts. That's facts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got the pictures. I got them. Okay. All right, first bet. First up, Alfred Payton. Oof. I'm not going to give this a bad rating. It's not a bad cut. It's just crazy. No, it's a bad cut. Thank you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> a terrible it's a terrible cut. Bro, We're going to see a lot worse is all I'm saying. I'm going to give it a five. His haircut was literally impeding his shot. It literally came <laughs> over his eyes when he was trying to shoot. This is built-in defense. This is a, this yeah. is a two. This his jump shot had a home yeah. court disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, bro. Dude's been double teams his entire life as an NBA player, bro. It's crazy. I'm going to give this a solid three because I think if it was an artist or something like that, he'd have some of the most influential hair in the game. But he's a basketball player, bro. Yeah, 20% from the three-point line. Bro, you gave ASAP Rocky his haircut, everybody would love it. Yeah, bro. He's never seen a wide-open shot in a day in his life. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a definitely three or four. Bet. All right, I'm, I'm going to try that hook again real quick. All right. First up, Alfred Payton. All right. Okay, I'm going to use the first one. Go ahead. Cool. All right, let's keep moving. Next one, we got Kenrich. Dang it, I completely Kenrich. botched his name. <laughs> first up, we got Kenrich Williams. Oh, he got that flight reacts going this on. This is an eight. It's just, it's just a shag. There's nothing wrong with it. Like South Dallas special. Listen, yeah, it's, it's if, cool. you're in, if you're in Dallas, it's a 10. If you're in anywhere else in the country... This haircut is awful. Yeah. You cannot be walking around with this. Uh-uh. Listen, I grew up in Texas, so I'm used to seeing this. This is nothing. So I'm just, I mean, it's an eight. It's a fine haircut. <laughs> just you in Texas, and I'm in Atlanta. You come here, and we're grilling you, frying you. We're making you go up, go back inside the house and cutting that shit off immediately. That's, That's right. Just because you're used to it doesn't mean it's good. This is trash. <laughs> this is trash. Yeah, no. Fair enough. All right, next up, we got Andrew Bynum. Is that a perm? He looks like he's straight out the 70s. This is crazy. I don't know what, what he was this? going for. I don't know what he was going for. Straight out the 70s, straight off of making a classic hit in the studio, bro, that our grandmothers were dancing to and shit. Him and Marvin Gaye were cooking. This. But I ain't going to lie, this this might be the cleanest one we've seen so far. Yeah, it's cool. Seven. I don't, I don't, I don't got a problem with it. Seven? Yeah, we're respectable. I would Seven. say six. This looks terrible. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is awful. I'm trying to be nice. We don't have to. We don't have to be. <laughs> five, it's a five. You got me. <laughs> this is awful. Listen, he, this was at a point in his career where he was struggling, right? I understand why he has that haircut. Listen, Bro. Th- things, in, things in life are not going well. That does not excuse this haircut. This is a three. This, this haircut is what caused the process for the 76ers right there, man. <laughs> his career was over, and therefore the Sixers were over, and that stumbled into all this madness. We this see is like when the high school girls go through a breakup and dye their hair red. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right man. next up 
Gordon Hayward's attempt oh, at a fade. Fucking Damn. zero. What is this? Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Gordon Hayward looked like he got bad intentions with that haircut. He looked Bro, like he what, what kind of Tiger right King now. bullshit is this? <laughs> this yeah. is awful. This looks like he looks like a rookie who he dang it. He looks like a rookie who had his head shaved by the by the vets. Yeah, it looks like his barber pranked him. <laughs> it looks like a practical joke. <sighs> he Bro, really he, went out in public with this. That's crazy. No, he looks like he looks like a Street Fighter character. <laughs> Bro, he looks like, like he can't a, wait to fatality. assault. He looks like he can't wait to harass a, a person of color. That's what it looks like to me, bro. That's what it looks like for me, bro. This is this is how video games treat black people hair. This is, <laughs> this is awful. All right. God, man. What's next? Next up, we got Jeremy Lin's Mohawk. Bro, this shit looks dangerous. It looks like I shouldn't stand within a four-foot vicinity of him or I'm going to slice my arm off. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. I think that's an eight because that haircut will probably come in handy. Self-defense. Give me an eight. Yeah, self-defense. Like a dinosaur that has the big, uh, the big bumps on top of a, it for something. Yeah, if I need to cut fruit, yo, Jeremy, come here. Sling. And I'm right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it's clean. <laughs> bro. <laughs> it looks like he biologically evolved to survive harsh conditions in the wild. That's crazy. <laughs> As a, listen, it, it's a productive haircut. At, for productivity, eight out of ten. For look wise, two out of ten. These are all <laughs> trash. These are all trash. <laughs> yeah, he looks like uh, he, it looks like a video game character again. Yeah, I he, love it. W pe- cut. People people need advisors for their haircuts. The same way that they need stylists, they need people telling them every day how to wear their hair. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Last one, we got <laughs> this braided beard. It's not. It's not even about his hair. <laughs> it's about his beard. And the dreadlocks or the cornrows or whatever he was going for no, on the no, no, on his no, chin. No, no, bro. Oh my god, he looks like an extra from Scooby Doo Monster Island. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, like this looks funny. like like this looks like the type of hairstyle you do while you're in prison and you have no nothing else good to do with your time, bro. This is a prison prison style, bro. I don't know how to explain it, but this picture gives me the same vibes as 2018 Kodak Black. Hmm. <laughs> it does. He looks like Spottum got him, but bald. It hmm. does. This is this looks like somebody losing control. Dang it! This looks like somebody losing control of their life. This is awful. It looks like <laughs> the trapper of the century to me, man. Now I ain't gonna lie. I'm trying to dig this right now. <laughs> I mean, it's unique. At least you wouldn't yes, do this yourself. Unique. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say yeah, but nah, I couldn't. I couldn't go Three. out like that, bro. <laughs> All right, that's guys, it. that's what we called the end of the episode. Wow, that was a quick a episode. episode. We've had back to back like really long episodes in and out on this one. I like it. Yeah, it's refreshing. I was, I was getting tired of the last couple episodes. <laughs> Energy was low. I was dying. Running on e. What should we have the people comment if they're still here? Hmm. Don, no, no, Donovan, the you decide. Uh, comment that is a jail haircut. Comment jail cut. That's a little, a little easier. Jail cut. <laughs> hashtag jail, jail cut. cut. Yeah, hashtag jail cut. There you go. I bet I better see hella hashtags in the comments. That's all I'm saying. But yeah. W pod. W We're TikToks. Done. Yeah. W fan base. See ya.